I have a confession. Sometimes, with no one in sight, I code in a white mask. Hello and welcome back. Today's episode, we are going to continue to talk about race through the lens of technology. I first was just wanted to say that I appreciate you all listening. Think of this series as more of a podcast essay. I'm going to kind of combine what I was going to talk in another episode in this episode as well, because I think it goes well uh, together. I was inspired by a few books that I read, and fun fact, I read some of them on a beach, stranded, without a phone. So the irony is there. (laughs) Last episode, I got to share my thoughts on Joy Bulamwini's work, a MIT graduate who founded the Algorithmic Justice League, tackling and challenging big companies and holding them accountable for the algorithms and AI systems that they produce. So in this episode, I'm going to speak about Bulamwini and Ruha Benjamin, two black women pioneers changing the way we hold the designers of technology accountable, accountable for the social inequalities and the disenfranchisement of certain groups. Bulamwini, she research her research found that darker skinned individuals were being misidentified through these AI systems, such as self-driving cars. All of this research led to the project of the Aspire Mirror. This was an art project that she did as a graduate in MIT with some of her friends. It first just started off as an idea, silly concept that they developed in the common room. And then she took it a step further. The Aspire Mirror is a device that enables you to look at yourself and see a reflection on your face based on what inspires you or what you hope to empathize with. But at times, I'm invisible. You see, machines view the world through a coded gaze. They digest pixels from a camera in dictated ways. Using machine learning, we create training sets with examples that help the machines detect new faces. A lack of diversity in these training sets leads to limited systems that can struggle with faces like mine. To save time, code libraries for facial recognition are shared like off-the-shelf parts. Many computer vision projects share the same code. Any bias in the system propagates widely and implants a coded gaze. The coded gaze reflects the views of whoever creates the systems. All of our work reflects both our aspirations and our limitations. She wanted to create code that would work for people of all types. The coded gaze. Bringing awareness to the design of these algorithms, detecting only a few. This led me to Ruha Benjamin's work. 
Ruha Benjamin, first off, I just have to say, I have so much love for this woman. Like, she just knows her stuff. She, she's a sociologist, and she started working in technology. And then she realized that a lot of that technology was had some biases and inequalities. And so she focused more on the intersection intersectionality of technology and race. So yeah, Dr. Ruha, her work, she's an author of Race After Technology and is a sociologist and professor at Princeton University. Gotta, gotta give her the whole, the full bio. Her work explores the relationship between innovation and equity, focusing on the intersection of race, justice, and technology. She says that racism is productive. Now, racism is productive not in the sense of good, but in the literal capacity to produce things of value to some, even though it wreaks havoc to others. Even though it wreaks havoc to others. That's interesting. Yeah. We're taught to think of this as a glitch, something that just happens. But in truth, just like the production of technology, race and tech are co-produced. So Ruha and Bulamwini believe that technology through the lens of race, you know, that definitely poses some threats. But it is the design, the way we code and design these machines that could help widen the gaze of these codes so that they don't disenfranchise certain groups of people. I have a question. Do you think of race and technology as co-producers? Do you, in what other ways do you think technology disenfranchises people? You have your phone, you have certain databases, you go on Google, you use Amazon. Do you ever use their, do you ever get one of those tests that ask you to, to pick, pick all the lights or pick all the bicycles? They have a similar system like that for facial recognition. I don't know if anyone has ever come across that, but if you have, what sort of experiences have you had? But um, So how do we litigate these algorithms? Disenfranchise within technology is so important because they are subtle. They are so subtle in the sense if someone disenfranchises you online, you know, you can still show up to the poll place, but you're not in the poll book and they give you a provisional ballot. But in many states, that vote doesn't even count. Or in the census, uh, in the census, a miscount can lead to a misrepresentation of how many representatives we have in the House and therefore can tilt the balance between Democrats and Republicans. So this stuff counts. How do we litigate these algorithms? You know? This goes back to what Ruha Benjamin talks about and Bulimwini on the design. Who is behind the design process in these codes? So Ruha has a humanistic approach to data and justice. Racism is productive, producing things and a value to some and wreaking havoc to others. In sociology, race is socially constructed, but race constructs. The ethical and social impact of technology, social norms 
values, and structures exist prior to technological development. So Bulimwini and Ruha, they not only do they discover that you know these codes are they have biases and they affect they misidentify people but you know we need to talk about who's designing these codes we need to talk about how we can widen the gaze and that means talking about companies and that means talking about hiring process and that means talking about culture at companies but all of this is a step towards finding how we can coexist with technology in the future. It's here to stay. It didn't just appear. We developed it. It was produced. So, yeah. Thank you for listening in today's episode.